Hi everyone, welcome to our last installment of our series featuring the University of Maryland students at NextNow Festival. It has been such a privilege to make this series and we've learned so much, not only about ourselves, but about the wonderful students at the University of Maryland. This last episode features a student band at the University of Maryland called The Missing Piece. They were so fun and discussed all about their band dynamics, what it takes to put something like a full band together, the creative struggles, and more. So I really hope you like this episode, plus a little bonus reflection for me at the end. Welcome, this is Creative Baggage. Uh, we are a podcast about creativity. We're both classically trained musicians, but mm. we just like to talk about the intersection between different types of art, different genres of music, um, and even how creativity can relate to other fields of work. So um, why don't you guys go ahead, maybe somebody can introduce the band and then you can each in introduce yourselves. Absolutely. Uh, hi everyone, we're The Missing Piece. We're the chillest band on earth. I love it. And, uh, We'll go around in a circle, I guess. Uh, my name is Nick. They call me Nico Suave. I play lead guitar. What's up? I'm Lazarus. I scream and I play rhythm guitar. Um, my name is Luke Amato. Uh, I'm known as Luciano. And <laughs> I am the lead singer. Uh, I'm Max. On stage, I go by the P-Man. And uh, I play drums. And that's about it. Awesome. awesome. So how did you guys get together and how would you describe the music that you make? Absolutely. Um, well, it's, it's, it's a pretty long story. I'll, I'll try to condense it as much as I can, but getting together was a fun one. Me and uh, Lazarus over here, we went to uh, middle school and high school together. Mm. And when we were in high school, we, uh, we got our hearts broken, you know, a few times. <laughs> and we decided to, uh, you know, start writing music. I, I had already been playing guitar beforehand, but never thought about making a band or, uh, you know, writing music or anything like that. But it wasn't until, you know, me and him, we got together and we were like, dang, these girls really broke our hearts, huh? <laughs> and we were just like, okay, let me, let me, uh, let, let's, let's, let's do this thing. So, you know, I go to his house, we start try, trying to cover uh, one of Pierce the Veil songs mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, hold on till May, hold hold on on till May. May. shout out to them. <laughs> oh if, Hey, it's lucky some creative baggage there. Yeah, that, that's a, this is on topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ditch all your complaints. <laughs> no, no, no. We were sad. We were sad boys. We were sad boys. And um, emo phase. Emo phase. And yeah, and then you know, you know, Luke's Luke's sitting to talk. So we 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 started playing, and then you know we we needed a singer. So so go ahead, go ahead. I've been patiently waiting to uh, speak here. Uh, that's. <laughs> Um, yeah, so me and Nico Suave did, uh, we, we did a couple clubs together in high school. Uh, I went to Good Counsel in Olney, and I heard their music that they created, and I, I kind of told them, hey, you know, your singing is awful. And, uh, <laughs> and they were like, well, we need a singer. And um, so I was like, let's go, let's do it. And so I jumped in. Um, we started fooling around, making some songs. And then, yeah, we decided to have some fun with it. I think it started with um, me and Nick went out and we started busking in DC for like a couple times. But then we decided we want to we wanna make this more of like a, a business-minded thing. We want to make our own music. We don't want to do as many covers. Uh, we want to make it truly our creative process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, You want to describe the... 
like the genre that we're in oh, kind that's of? What, that's Abs- what I was gonna yeah. ask. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, people call us IndieCore. It's a new, it's a, it's a new thing that's going around uh, that we're starting a new movement. No, um, but uh, we, uh, you know, we never knew what to call our music. Everybody would always ask us, "What genre are you?" Before they hear our music, and I would genuinely be like, "I don't know. I have no clue." Genres are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this now, is very on brand. Nah, yeah, that's talking. that's the uh, that's what I told. We had an interview like a couple nights ago, and I said the exact same thing. Um, and like that strip got highlighted, so I figured I'd say it again for the token. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, legit, genres are bullshit. Like I remember when they first introduced me to their music because I joined them in like January, this past January. Gotcha. And listening to it, I was like, yo, this is like, they've got some classic rock influence in here. I hear some like indie pop influence in the guitar writing. You know, I hear some some like aggressive post-hardcore influence in the vocals and the guitar writing some of the like upbeat aggressive stuff of of that genre with like the lighthearted guitars of indie indie pop you know and it's like what the hell <laughs> and people ask you know what what is your stuff called and i'm just like you got to listen to it I that's love that. you got to listen to it yeah you know? that is that is super on brand um with you know what we embody because we both kind of went through identity crises and that's why we started the podcast our whole lives we were just flute players like literally and usually that means classical classical you know like this is pre-lizzo so <laughs> being, a player, you know, being a flute player that's just what it was um and then the pandemic hit and we lost all of our work and we were like okay what else are we um and we both kind of exploded and expanded and i we've had a couple bands on the show and all of them have actually had that kind of similar mindset of like it's really old and antiquated to be identifying as just one genre yeah. because it, it really limits you. So that's super awesome. I feel like that definitely must have given you guys a sense of freedom in terms of your creative process, I imagine. Yeah. It also, it, it really helps with catering to a younger crowd because I think a lot of the, a lot of my mindset going into it was I want to bring back this, I want to bring a feeling of excitement that, surrounds hip hop and rap of today Mm. back to rock music. And, you know, um, none of my friends in high school wanted to listen to the same music that I wanted to listen to. Mm. And so I felt like there was some energy missing. And so I think that's partially why we use heavier instrumentation. And then we bring in poppier vocals and catchy uh, melodies and and things like that to make it seem kind of like indie rock, alt rock, but heavier instrumentation to open people up to that side of things. So what's your songwriting process? Like, do you sit together? Like, does somebody write most of it? Do you each bring, like, different influences to the table? Yeah, so uh, the candle (laughs) definitely helps. (laughs) It's like, no, but um, while starting off songwriting, um, it was mostly just me writing some guitar stuff and then bringing it to the band and having having everyone put their, their piece into it. You know, it's more of a collaborative effort. And, you know, now mostly we all just sit down and write together. Um, we got Max here. He came up with a bunch of new songs, too, that we're, we're digging to, we're itching to, to get into also. So, you know, yeah, songwriting for us is it's mostly just teamwork, you know, because teamwork makes the dream work. I just sing the words. <laughs> he doesn't really do much. <laughs> I think sometimes we get in the studio um, and we do stuff on the fly. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is definitely like probably the most like equally split up in terms of like writing and, uh, 
contributing to the creative process in any group I've ever played in. Mm, um, I like that. But yeah, like some like I'm the drummer, but like we don't have like a set bassist at the moment. So like sometimes I'll go in and play bass, or like I'll be like, oh, I have a great idea for guitar riff, so I'll record that or something, or you know. So like at any point, like we can all like share parts and like share input, and so that's that's a really great thing when you have that dynamic instead of you know like one guy being like. Here's here's all the parts, you know. Yeah. It, it's a great thing. It's a blessing and a curse too, because it's it's almost like an information overload. You know what I mean? Like we have so many too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks in the kitchen. That was yeah, um, and yeah. I mean, we we love it though. It's a it's a nice problem to have. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. So talking about the creative process and, and songwriting, I was wondering, um, are you guys all music majors? I imagine you're all students at UMD, um, or do you all have different like influences, backgrounds, things like that? Yeah, we got one music major in the squad. Oh, wow. We got one music major in the squad, this guy right here. You know, as he was saying, he was, you know, he'll lay down some guitar every once in a while or some bass. And, you know, he's 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 a tank. He's a cool. tank. But, so what do the rest of you guys do? Um, so I'm here at UMD. I'm an information science and economics dual degree and uh, or pursuing it. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much my day-to-day. -day. I'm taking 18 credits right now. So balancing this with the band is, you know... It's rough, but you know I love it. I love I love the band. So, uh, it's this is a productivity uh, machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. You can handle it. If anybody can, if anyone out of the band can, you can do it. <laughs> All right. What about the rest of you guys who aren't music? Uh, so I actually don't go to UMD. Oh. I go to Towson, oh, but no. I I do live here in College Park. We live together as Did as a band. Did you guys grow up in Maryland, by the way? Yeah, okay. yeah, That's yeah. What yeah. I we kind of figured. Oh, he okay. yeah he grew up in Virginia. Yeah. 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 I actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is pretty similar. They tell me they're like, "Oh, you're not from, you know, the DMV," but I definitely am. <laughs> uh, I actually I go to VCU, um, gotcha. so I, I'm not actually a UMD student. Uh, but yeah, they pick me up off like Facebook. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I do jazz percussion, but I also study psychology. So. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I got what you said. Oh, yeah. I, I study applied physics oh, yeah, at Towson. It's pretty, cool. pretty fun. We're finding planets right now. It's just, <laughs> cool. uh, nah, no bullshit. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I um, I go to UMD. I'm, I study computer science and finance. Mm -hmm. So I'm really into um, financial technology and, and that type of stuff. I'm also really, uh, I don't know, like business-minded. So I like thinking of the band as like a kind of a project that we're trying to grow and, and that type of stuff. And... Um, I do a lot of clubs at UMD. I do a lot of like student leadership stuff. Mm. Cool. So with all of that, how do you guys agree on when to rehearse and how much effort to put into yeah. the band? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always the question, do you guys try to like balance equally or pass the baton as people get busy? Like, how does it work? That's a great question because that's that's a lot Specialization. of- Specialization. Yeah. <laughs> that's a part right now is- the weirdest part right now is probably just managing me being like three hours south. Yeah. Like I'd say that's the weirdest part right now. We went down to VCU last weekend to rehearse with this guy. So, I mean, it was a good, we made a little road trip out of it. Um, but, you know, we try to make the most out of our rehearsals, you know, really uh, hone into the parts that we feel like we need uh, the most work on. Um, but we're definitely still trying to improve on getting a more robust practice schedule in for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, we've got the same problem. Yeah. I we're all we all went to school in Philly, but I'm about oh. to move to Paris. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. Vous parlez français? Interesting. Un peu. D'accord, moi je suis français. Wait, sorry, what did you? Je suis français. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I put on the um the to-do list that I'm going to learn fluent French. Okay. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'll give you a couple lessons. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think I'm just like still in the like, I feel kind of embarrassed phase. <laughs> But I have to do it because I have to embarrass myself until right. I get it. But I mean, that's kind of how it is too. Like when you, when you guys first got started, like did you, how did you feel comfortable with your music performing <laughs> it and recording it? Like It was bad. It was actually bad. So I, when I actually started writing music in like middle school and I didn't show anyone except my twin brother because uh, he's, he's actually, he's a singer in the family. All right. Yeah. And so he, he like pretty much taught me everything I know about singing. Um, but yeah, like I, at first I just didn't really know how to sing as, as Luke told y'all. Um, but yeah, like now, now like I'm getting more and more comfortable with it, you know, so I'll say, I'll say being with these guys, you know, having, having my brothers with me, it, it makes a big difference um, in my performance, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say for me, it was, it was pretty tough as well. I'm, I'm kind of like through high school, I, I really wanted to um, put my best foot forward. I wanted to be this, this great person with all these sort of like accomplishments and stuff. And so it was a big step to um, put out music, especially when we were working with um, just our friends to make music or like, you know, we couldn't afford to go to a nice place. And um, we also weren't as tight. We weren't as, as, you know, as well trained in, in how to record Um, in a studio setting versus, you know, live performance. I think live performance is what feels more natural to me. I've done musical theater all my life. So oh. I think the energy is easier for me to just, you know, do live. But um, I remember in high school, we released a couple songs and people were, were brutal. Uh, like they, they would say what they thought, you know, to me. And so I respected that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. Um, We just had to do it because at that point, like you, you have to release something. Um, Nick, Nick and Laz would always get mad at me because I'd be like, this isn't good enough. We need to fix this. We need to fix this. We need to fix this. And they're like, you're, uh, you're trying too much. We can't, we don't have time. <laughs> sounds like somebody else I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I think having like a diverse set of skills and thinking patterns is so, so important. Like even on our team, like it is a point of conflict sometimes, but it's also what makes it all work because if we were all agreeing all of the time, then certain things would always be missed. So I'm wondering if like you each kind of like can identify your own strengths in bringing to the group or if you want to do it for each other, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I would say the biggest thing that I've noticed different about this group, uh, I've played in other groups before um, and there's kind of like a, There's kind of like a uh, insane frontman disease that's like spread across the globe. <laughs> um, so I've I've noticed a huge difference in this band because it's a much more supportive environment. Like I've played with a lot of a lot of like really controlling like lead singers before, and Luke is completely different. Um, he's not a surprise. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, no, I'd say he's strongly opinionated, but he'll he'll be like, all right, yeah, bet. like he'll admit when he's wrong or you know when when it's like he's outvoted or something like that. But that's not even really what I meant 
to talk about, honestly. I meant to just say <laughs> having a supportive, like, group and, like, we catch each other when we screw up or when we fall or, you know, we're not like, oh, get your shit right, you know? It's like, all right, bro, do another take, bro. You're good. Do 50, <laughs> bro. You're good. I love that. So, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. And just to second that, our, our chemistry is unmatched. Like, that's, that's what I pride most about this group. Um, yeah. I, I, I look at them as my brothers and, you know... A lot of bands are out here, you know, switching between, you know, switching out uh, different instrument instr instrumentalists and whatnot. And um, just off, you know, oh, he was toxic or he was this, he was that. And I, I never see that happening here. Like, um, you know, I could talk to them about anything and there's nothing really to, you know, nothing. Yeah, no much more to say. And it, it translates, I think, to the music. It translates to our performance. And uh, and yeah, that's the big that's the big key. Amen. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I'm definitely the most... Um, I'm I'm the most predisposed to being controlling, I think, <laughs> and they've helped me come out of that kind of mindset. Um, I used to be nitpicky about like everything in the mix, and um, yeah, <laughs> and like the thing is, is I really think it's a good uh, a, a good thing. I am not good at writing songs. I I simply am not. I'm good at singing, and I'm good at like looking at a song and saying whether I think it's good. You know, mm. at least I think I am. But, <laughs> But um, I can like, so like Max comes in and he's this insane songwriter. He can just make instruments like, you know, he can do the guitar, bass and drums and bring it to us as a demo. And then, you know, Laz and Nick have sort of this, um, I think, good like emotional energy when it comes to building out the songs and making it flow. And then I just come in and, um, you know, I try to, I try to. I don't know what I do. I, I guess I bring like a sort of like a commercial type of view from it. Like, how can we make this song palatable be something for college students no seriously because we would have a lot of songs where like Laz just wants to scream and let it out oh. and I'm like look like if we show this yeah if we need at least one of those yeah, yeah. I just feel like um, it's better for, for you know college kids to be um, exposed to that slowly and, and have a wide variety of different types of songs like there's lighter songs and heavier songs we'll bottle yeah. feed them the scream out <laughs> in, in small doses yeah do you have like individual styles that you each bring to the table like maybe a genre of influence or something that you always like want to put into the music uh, yeah pop punk uh, 190 BPM every time <laughs> I'm always like I'm always like oh I, it's a good song but I brought it up 5 BPM because I feel like it's a little more energy yeah, let's go around here. yeah. oh go ahead me yeah, yeah. oh counterclockwise um, classic rock maybe maybe like indie rock like maybe not indie rock maybe like bedroom pop like MGMT mm. I, I think it's like sort of that type of alt, alt rock or yeah I definitely bring in some uh, heavy metal, post-hardcore, a little bit of emo into the mix, you know, a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. So many people are calling me right now and texting me. They're like, dude, where do I go? Where do I go? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm almost the same as Laz. You know, emo was a huge thing for me, a huge influence, just the emotion and passion. Every time I listen to a song, I want to feel cathartic, and if a song makes me feel that catharsis, I'm like I'm adding it to my playlist. I'm doing everything. I want to be emotionally, you know, stimulated, mm -hmm. and um, that's that's really my biggest influence probably as of now. Uh, you know, some prog metal uh, here and there, and you know, indie rock. Indie rock is cool. 
Shoegaze. That's a big one. Shoegaze. Yeah, <laughs> we forgot the shoegaze. Today, I right? love this. Yeah. I, I love the, the, the diversity and kind of how you all balance each other out. Like me and Serena, not to brag, but um, like we are very much opposites, but we've ended up being probably the like best working team at least that i've ever been in mm. in my life as far as just like getting stuff done and like we're very different people just like you guys are very different um but we managed to get a podcast out and do it now for a year and get invited to do stuff like this um so i i think you're so right about the dynamic it's everything so here's a question for y'all you, you guys you guys still make music together or what's up with that yeah yeah. I mean, Lizzo is one of your biggest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I would die for her. Uh, oh, oh, we got a Lizzo stand no, here. No, yeah. I think Liz is really important. Um, it's interesting. Bailey and I, like, even though we both play flute and we went to school together, we didn't get that many opportunities no. to play together. We wow. would play for each other. Um, and we spent a lot of time like, like hanging out and stuff? talking yeah. about flute and giving feedback. Mm. So it's really a different dynamic. And like we had talked about playing together before, and we were gonna play together for a recital. That yeah, didn't happen um, of COVID. Uh. but it, it's interesting how in like classical music that's not always super emphasized. No, it's like yeah. playing with your friends. Like yeah, you can form a chamber group or something and play with your friends, but it's not usually the forefront of it. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to hold you too long because I know you have a performance later yes. that everybody should also go to. Yes. Um, one last thing I'd love to ask you is, of course, like you have a natural dynamic and you pick good people, but what are maybe some of your um, tips and tricks or something that you learned along the way about maintaining this dynamic or mm. keeping it good, high quality? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I can definitely say from being, like I said in previous groups where it's one guy running the show and like telling everybody what to do and being kind of a control freak. I learned one that I was a little bit like that as well. And then I realized, Oh, mm -hmm. I don't want to be like that guy. So I've learned to tone that back a little bit, but I've also learned to manage, you know, when I see like, uh, like when I see the guys like fighting or something, you know, I, you know, I try to be like, yeah, everybody's right. Right. You know, <laughs> and so I've learned to like, I've learned to play devil's advocate for like both people. And like, I feel like you can bring out the, the good sides of both, uh, both ideas and then put them both in the music. Um, rather than go with one idea or the other one, you kind of like workshop both of them so that they work together and then put them both in the song. Um, and that, you can be like, oh, it sacrifices the vision. It's like, well, no, it doesn't. It brings, it brings the background of four people and the energies of four people into one song mm. rather than one guy's idea. Conflict resolution 101. I love communication. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's like uh, the perfect answer for the question. Also, I, I would just like to add that, you know, there's... um. There's a human aspect to it too, like a, a you know I, I can't really explain it, but you know the connection that we've had, you know knowing each other since middle school, knowing each other since high school, and then bringing this guy in. Yeah, <laughs> but but here's the thing, like we've we've had this dynamic for so long, right? So when we find a guy who we like, you know, who fits right in, it's 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 so easy to just bring him in and mm. and have have him be a part of us. Like I I see this man as my brother now. I, I really do. And it's like, it's the effort, right? It's the effort, right? So like, as I said before, we drove three hours down to VCU just to go practice with him just for this show. And I would do that a million times. I would do that every single time. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the effort and it's the, it's the love. Yeah. 
You have any you have any tips, Laz? Number one tip. <laughs> Number one tip. I'd say, you know, just don't give up. If you have a dream, just don't give up. Don't skip um, leg day. Don't skip. Absolutely never skip leg day. Yeah. All right. You, you, if you want right. to be a great musician, you got to have the thunder thighs. All right? that's, <laughs> that's about it. But yeah, but yeah, nah, don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Like perseverance is... Is like ninety percent of this, you know. Yeah. The 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 more you do it, the better you'll get, and I guarantee that. That's awesome. amazing. That is great. I, I have two tips, real quick. <laughs> two tips. Number one, um, down, guys. <laughs> set your goals. Set your goals and values beforehand, and and uh, regularly. Um, so if you don't know where you're going, then you don't know what to do. Secondly, um know what you're good at and try to specialize. Um, Nick's really good at editing um, promos. So that's what he does. Um, You know, like Laz is good at writing some guitar parts. So he does that. And like, there's just a lot of different, I I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but we have these kind of specialties that we do. Um, But yeah, that's, that's number one. Yay. That's That's amazing. You guys have a wonderful dynamic. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really refreshing. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you guys want to be notified when the episode is about to come out, just scan um, this and you can fill out a form with like one of your emails or if you each want to do it. Yeah. Great. Um, and uh, by the way, if for anyone listening, you can find the band oh, on good, yes. uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, uh, basically any music platform. It's just The Missing Piece, spelled P-E-A-C-E. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at TMP The Band. That's a wrap on our series at Next Now. What an incredible experience. It's honestly so hard for me to put it all into words. We are so honored to have been invited to this amazing festival and so grateful for every single student that came to our exhibit and participated with us. We were honestly overwhelmed by the amount of students that wanted to come and talk. You know, we were a little nervous about how things would go, but the students at UMD were open, honest, forward thinking, and really just a joy to get to know. After working on a project like this, we realized how creative baggage is so much more than just a podcast, but a way for people to feel normal a way for people to feel safe in the fact that they might be interdisciplinary, more creative than maybe they ever thought before in their field, or I don't know, just more than just one thing. I'm gonna get emotional, so I'll stop. But anyway, I really just wanna shout out real quick, Celia Myers, who helped us set this whole thing up. We could not be more grateful to you. Um, This was such an incredible experience and we were so glad that we could share it with you and your team. Um, And again, yeah, the University of Maryland, thank you again for hosting us. We are so glad that these podcasts will live on the internet forever and continue to inspire not just young students, but honestly, anybody who's at the start of a new journey in their life. So until our next episode, it's Bailey signing off.